0: So today's episode is just going to be a little bit all over the place, but about some of the different things that I use on a day-to-day basis. And hopefully I will bring some insight on new tools that you can use in your own life, even if you're not you know, starting a freelance business just yet, but some of these helpful things that help me to do what I do online. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today, I want to talk about some of the tools that help me to work online and be able to work remotely from anywhere in the world to work with people I have never met. Basically, just how I get my day-to-day done, somewhat personal life, but also work life as well. And the reason that this came up is just I talk with friends sometimes and friends who are... In the biz versus people who are out of it, I guess, we speak a different language. We talk about things that, you know, I'm just so used to using day in and day out that when I talk to people who don't use the same things, it just blows my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's entire millions of people who don't know that these opportunities exist, that these tools exist. They've got no idea how I'm able to do this which makes sense because rewind five, six years, I didn't know about half of this stuff either. So today's episode is just going to be a little bit all over the place, but about some of the different things that I use on a day-to-day basis. And hopefully I will bring some insight on new tools that you can use in your own life, even if you're not you know, starting a freelance business just yet, but some of these helpful things that help me to do what I do online. And this came up a couple of weeks ago. I was in England and I was sitting with a friend at the pub And we were talking about photography and he mentioned that, you know, he used to be really into photography, enjoyed photography, but in order to get into it again, he would need a new computer. Like he would need to buy a computer basically, and then get some editing software. And so that was a hurdle with him starting back up with photography. And I just stared at him and I'm like, wait, you don't, you don't have a computer. And he's like, well, I have my phone, which let's face it, phones, you know, a lot of people live on their phones. And he's like, and I have an old tablet, but no, I don't have a computer. And I'm just like staring at him in shock. of just like mouth open. And he's like, what? Like, basically like, why are you judging me? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, no, I'm not judging. I'm just, that sounds amazing. So then I kind of went off on this tangent in my head. I'm just like staring off into the distance thinking, wow, what would it be like to not have a computer? That'd be amazing. You know, my whole life is on the computer. I need it to do what I do. But that doesn't mean I don't hate it sometimes. That doesn't mean I don't get lost in the fantasy of running off to a little B&B in Ireland out on the coast somewhere, just shutting off for an entire month and not working, not being on my computer, not being on screens, not doing anything. So it just was fascinating to me. And it was another reminder of how different people are. He doesn't own a computer And I'm so jealous, just like, oh, God, that'd be amazing. But it's a fantasy for me. I can't do what I do and then also not have a computer, not be on a computer. So it kind of inspired this thinking of, yeah, so many of us, we live in separate worlds. Let me share a bit more about my world and how I live and interact with people and have all of these companies that I help around the world and these teams of people that I work with and how I do what I do. So working with a team of people around the globe for one communication tools. So myself, my clients, most of the people I work with, we tend to use Slack, which I know a lot of companies use as well. So it's basically a chat tool. I've heard my friends who work in nine to five jobs mention Teams. I think, you know, that's like the corporate version of Microsoft Teams. I think it's called basically just an intercompany chat tool. So I have multiple Slack groups that I'm in, you know, my company has one, and then my clients usually have Slack groups. You can invite people in to certain channels where you talk about certain things. So one of my clients has a marketing channel. We work with outside freelancers in the marketing space. And so they're invited into our marketing channel, but they're not actually invited into the whole company channel. So that is where a lot of communication goes on between myself, between my clients between all of the freelancers that I have hired and worked with over the years. Just like in your corporate office job, email is a necessary evil. With each client that I work with, we tend to try to prioritize one channel over another. So some people may prefer email, some people may prefer Slack, Or we say, hey, you know, for quick things, let's use Slack. For other things, let's use email. To be honest, though, it does. It's a never-ending battle to streamline communication. And I find that this happens with all of my clients, basically, and all of their businesses. We get in this pattern and we get stuck with conversations flying around in multiple different areas, and then it can be overwhelming to then stop and streamline and go, no, let's just pick one. So when you're working with clients, definitely be prepared to email conversations with them, Slack, or whatever their communication channel of choice is. Other clients go a bit more extreme even, and they'll go, we don't want email and we don't want Slack. We want everything to happen inside of our project management tool. And this can be really nice because if you're using something like Asana, Notion, Trello, which I'll get to a little bit later, these things have the ability to comment inside of each specific task card And so it can be really helpful to keep all communication inside item that you're talking about, which that might sound a little nuts, but I'll explain that a little bit more later. Speaking with communication tools as well, there's things like I don't let clients use WhatsApp unless it's for emergencies. Most of my clients have my number, but it's like, hey, don't message me on WhatsApp unless it's a true emergency because I want them to respect my boundaries and I don't want to open my phone to send a message to a friend. And see client shit, you know, because it brings me down. I'm not working right now and I'm trying to live my life. And then I have a message from a client. I'll just be like, guys, no, absolutely not. Unless it's an emergency. And I'll usually specify to them too, like, hey, I'm going to be off for two weeks. You do have permission to use WhatsApp over this time. If, you know, something comes up, you know, I'm not going to be around for another 12 days and it does need to be handled. But I specify those things very carefully. I try to keep clients out of my personal life because it's only fair, right? Work and life very separate. I will also use Telegram with certain people for certain situations. So I do work with an assistant Monday through Friday. She helps me manage some aspects of travel, you know, because she interfaces some with other businesses going on. Like she'll help look up things that I then get back to another person with that sort of thing. And she also sends me reminders on some of the daily stuff that I would just forget because I have so much going on. She is allowed to communicate with me through telegram we've talked about it like when and where and like try to keep it to a minimum because again same thing i just don't want to be going to use my phone for something personal and have something pop up that takes me out of enjoying the moment that i'm in enjoying my free time and into work so everybody's different some people prefer constant communication i am constantly trying to scale back my life and stay offline as much as possible i prefer slower things like email, like Slack, things that I can specifically turn off and just not check when I'm not on work time. My calendar is really important. I am very messy, which I know I think a lot of people wouldn't expect considering all that I have going on and all that I managed to do also while traveling. But my calendar in recent years has become really really important. Now I'm still not good at it. I will still blow right past an appointment. I will still move things around. I will still schedule time for myself on the calendar and then not do it. Like schedule something that needs to be done, like these podcasts that I'm recording right now, was scheduled on the calendar a couple of days ago, but I just kept moving it until I felt like it. So, I am not by any means someone who sticks to my calendar but it does help for obviously all the meetings and calls that I need to take. So I am religious about booking meetings with other people and then the ones that I cannot move around, I'll stick to those. So my calendar is a hot mess if you look at it kind of because it's got so many much pulling in from different clients that I work with. So I have access to their calendars as well. It's There's just colored boxes everywhere on my calendar, but it does make sense and I can toggle on and off whose calendar I need to be looking at at any given time. And then another thing that takes up a lot of my calendar space is time blocks that show when key team members are online around the world. Because I travel and move around, I have to update this where I go. So I work with a guy in California right now, and I'm in Croatia currently recording this episode. And so that's a gap of actually the time just switched last weekend. So that's a gap of like eight to nine hours. I have just him blocked on my calendar when he's online so that I know. Last night I was up till midnight. It's like, oh, cool. He's online so I can send him some stuff real fast. And he's going to answer in real time because it's halfway through his day or what have you. So that takes up a big chunk. I personally love Google products. I don't use Apple, even though I have a Mac and an iPhone, but Apple calendar has just never quite been sufficient for me. So I use Google. Most of my clients do as well. Speaking of Google, that leads us right into collaboration and working on stuff. So I personally do not use anything Microsoft, Word, PowerPoint. I'm actually forgetting what these things are called because I've been gone from corporate world for so long. Myself and most of my clients, we use Google everything or we'll use native Mac products like, you can tell I don't use them, (laughs) Pages or Keynote But most of my clients will just work directly in the Google suite of stuff. It's just easy. The collaboration is seamless. We've got, you know, Google Sheets, Google Docs, Google Slides. We'll work directly out of that. It's just easy. And again, most people that I work with have started small. So they started kitchen table businesses, you know, where you're just sitting around, you have an idea, you start something at home, you grow over time, but you start with the basics and you start with free stuff and Google stuff is free. And then as you scale up, of course, we go to like Google for business and get some of their more advanced stuff. But at the end of the day, it's so simple I actually shudder when someone sends me something in Word or in Excel. It's like, oh, for goodness sake, like I don't even have programs on my computer to open this. I'm going to have to pop it in into Drive and convert it to a Docker Sheets or whatever. And I do understand that because there are some complex Excel things that you need Excel for. But for the most part, nine times out of ten with me and my clients, we're just using Google Drive Basics. For project management, for actually getting things done, there are a number of common tools that show up over and over again. If you have no experience with these, I would encourage you to just hop on YouTube, learn what they are, get some familiarity with them. If you can use one, you kind of can use them all. They have various pros and cons, but the big ones I would say are Asana, Trello, Notion, and ClickUp is another one that's very popular. Some people may be familiar with Jira as well. Basically, what these allow you to do in a nutshell is you can take a big project and then you can break it down into all the small steps that it will take to get you there. And each of those small steps can be a line item or a task card, basically. And you can open that card and add a bunch of detail to it. You can add sub steps to different things if you want inside that card. You can manage something all inside the same task card. What I mean by that is let's say I'm working with my personal assistant and I say, hey, I need to go to Italy next week, figure out how to get me to Italy from where I'm at. You know, I need to go to Rome. She can look at, we can keep all the communication around that in the card. Like I can say, here's the details. I need to be there this date. I don't care whether I go by plane or train. Here's why I'm going, whatever. I can put the background information in there. And then she can go out and do her research and find stuff. And then she can put all the details that she's found directly into that card So instead of sending it to me via email or instead of dropping it into Slack or instead of putting it, she can just put it in that card and then she can say, hey, this information is ready for you. And she can link to the card and I can open it and go, "Okay, here's what she's found. Okay, no, I don't want this or actually now that you mention it, that train ride is way too long. So just give me a plane. I'd prefer to do that. And we can talk about everything that needs to be done inside that card. So there's no need to move out of it. And if we have multiple people on the team, everyone in the team can see what's going on all inside that card. And you can tag people and say, so-and-so, I need you to look at this. And hey, this is ready for you. And... We need you to attach, you can attach the documents. Once you've got that stuff on there, you can put images into it. basically it's just a hub. Each card is a hub for everything that has to happen around getting that project done, whether it's the big project or the little project. And everyone structures theirs differently. Again, I could ramble for ages and you're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? But anyway, like I said, just go Google, just hop on YouTube and check out these tools and you'll kind of get a really good example for how they work. Now, these are huge. Every client I work with has something that they use for this. One of these tools or something else, but they work the same way. They allow for everyone on the team to have visibility into what's happening, into what's getting done, into where something stands. What's next on it? Does it need approved? Is it blocked by this, that, or the other? I think that no matter what kind of work you do as a freelancer, it's going to be beneficial to you to at least know a little bit about how these tools work so that you're not scratching your head when a client's like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to get you on my Trello. Like I'll send you the link for that. And you're not going, what the hell is that? Okay. So definitely check those out. But that is how we get work done with people across the world. Everybody kind of comes into this hub. And that's how we manage our products. And many of you are probably familiar with this from your day job. If you work in a corporate environment, I don't know what the corporate version of this is, but many companies will use something like this internally. So you should be somewhat familiar. Another thing, Zoom meetings became well known the world over with 2020 and the pandemic hitting. It went from being something that I used and other clients used to my parents who are now using Zoom and knew how to use Zoom and all that kind of stuff. So kind of definitely flipped into very mainstream. People know what it is. Along with Zoom, there's tons of others though. There's Google Meet and then there is uh, the used to be Skype. Any video conferencing tool. There's a couple of big name ones that are familiar in the corporate world. Again, I can't remember what they are because I've been out of it for so long, but basically a video meeting tool. You'll get used to that quickly. So many people, even when I mentioned in this podcast in different episodes, like, oh, just hopping on a call with a client. It's usually not an old fashioned call. It's a video meet, right? So familiarity with how to use a tool like that will serve you well. Loom with an L, L L-O-O-M is a tool that I use daily, could not imagine living without this tool. So Loom is just a video recording tool, but it's so simple and so streamlined. It's just amazing. Like it basically allows you to just record your screen so that you can talk to somebody, talk through a problem, talk through an issue, explain to them what you're thinking, basically like they're with you like they're sitting next to you and you're pointing out stuff on your computer and then also talking about it. And you've got the option to just record your screen or you could just record yourself. So you could just do a talking head video where you're thinking out loud. Or you can do both. We've got the, like your screen's being recorded and you're the little face down in the bottom corner yapping away. I can imagine working without Loom. I send my team just every day, really. I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't like to type stuff anymore. I just start up a Loom and explain to them what I'm thinking while I'm pointing at stuff with my mouse and send it off to them. So they can hear what I'm thinking, they can see, and it really bridges the gap between I'm here and they're 10 hours away in a totally different time zone. It cuts down on communication back and forth, like them having to ask for stuff and me having to re-explain stuff. It's just for me so much better than writing, than putting stuff into text, just being able to talk it out As if we're actually there. Now, I am a rambler, so that (laughs) gets to be a problem. But the beauty of that as well is that they can watch the video in double speed. Also, a great thing about Loom is you can be super organized. You can put your videos into folders and different things. Of course, I don't because mine just spirals out of control. This is why they're just like so much better than any other tool I've found like this. And when they burst on the scene, it was just like, oh my gosh, I am in love. But they allow you to. Like as soon as you press stop on the recording, another window pops open and there's a URL for you to share that immediately. So you're just copying that URL and dropping it to whoever you're sending it to. It's so seamless, it's so fast, and there's no friction. If there's friction, that causes an issue. I won't do things that are hard. (laughs) Another tool that I really can't imagine living without is called crisp.ai. That's K R I S. -S 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 P dot A I crisp is a noise canceling app what it allows you to do and I've had this for years I got in early the pricing back then was forty dollars per year I don't know if they've changed that at all when you turn on crisp it cancels out the noise around you even if you don't have like noise cancelling mic noise cancelling headphones or whatever on so you can be sitting in a busy Starbucks with the music playing I don't know why coffee shops play music so loud You can be sitting in the midst of all that and all the, you know, espresso machine going and clinking dishes and other people around and all the chatter, it blocks it out. It's phenomenal. I've had situations where, or sitting at home and the neighbor's dog is barking, going crazy and I'm on a meeting and I sound professional because I've got it toggled on and it's canceling out all the background noise. So I would highly recommend that you check that out for any time you have to have calls, do recordings. And that's another amazing thing too. When I'm recording something, if I'm recording a presentation or something for a client, I don't want my neighbor's dog barking in the background. It's so freaking annoying. So there've been times when I would sit down and record and the neighborhood just seems to come alive with noise. But I know that with crisp, I can just toggle that on and I'm going to sound super clear, super, well, crisp. (laughs) Another thing that I use a lot because I'm someone who types constantly and I'm sending Slack messages, emails, writing things, all that. So there's this little tool. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's for PC. The idea is like when I tell you guys about these tools, you can go find versions of them yourself for a PC or what have you. So this is for Mac and it is called A-Text, A-T-E-X-T. And I'll link all this stuff in the show notes. A text, it's a shortcut snippets type kind of thing. something you use really often. You can pop it in there and then you can write a short abbreviation for it and it will just automatically pop that in as a snippet. It'll finish your typing for you, right? So for example, I use the date a lot. So I might be writing something and it's like, as of X date, da, 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 we'll do whatever. And so instead of typing out today's date, I have it saved as D-Date. And if I type D-Date, which just it's burned into my brain, rolls out really fast, it will spell out the full date. You know, Wednesday, month, year, whatever. Or sometimes I'm doing stuff where I have to use tomorrow's date. So instead of like checking that or I just hit T-Date and the next date, comes out. So you can do all these shortcuts for things that you use a lot of the time, like to sign off at the end of my email, instead of actually writing talk soon, Michonne, or whatever, or thanks, Michonne, or whatever. I can take thanks, Michonne, and pop it into a snippet. And then I type apostrophe T and it fills it in for me. And this comes in really handy with using links that I use all the time. So for example, I have loads of clients and each one of them has their specific zoom link. So I have their zoom links saved under a shortcut. So I can just type in like a Zoom or C Zoom, or I have one that's called my Zoom. <laughs> and instead of like, I can just pop that in and it fills out the whole Zoom link. So I can quickly hop into a client's call instead of looking for like, oh my gosh, where is her Zoom link? I know she sent it to me somewhere. It's saved here. It's a shortcut. And I just know that that's what I'm after, right? I can also do things for like URLs that I use all the time. Or if I want to refer somebody to a specific page on my website, or if I want to share a specific link to my podcast, for example, I can just go to my podcast page, copy the link to share my podcast, and then save that into the snippet tool as my pod, right? And then I can just type my pod and then the full link will pop out and then I can just share that with somebody. So things like this, it's so crazy because it probably doesn't seem like a lot, but over time when you're working online, You save so much time by having these shortcuts, by not having to look for things, by not having to type things fully out, right? So this is a tool that I recommend to all my team. And to be honest, I don't even use it enough. There's so many things that I still have to go looking for. And I always think, oh my gosh, I should add that as a shortcut. And then I don't. (laughs) But I will. I constantly have these times where I get fed up and then I'm like, all right, I sit down and I clean it out and I get rid of shortcuts I don't use and I put new ones in. And then, yeah, over time, your brain just becomes trained. My fingers are trained right now. Like I will just type things without even thinking because I just know what the shortcuts are. They're burned into my brain. So definitely recommend that one. One more thing that I want to mention is using uh, shared notes as well. I have found this recently. And that's the thing. I'm constantly experimenting with better ways to work with people around the world and what works best for my brain. Brain, what works best for them? How can we add those things together? So, you know, we find a working tool for both of us. And so for me, this year, we've started using with some of my team members, shared iCloud notes. So very similar to a Google Doc, but the beauty of a shared note for me is, especially with how much I've been traveling already, just the beginning of 2023, I can put stuff in a shared note offline, and then it's ready for my team as soon as I connect again, to internet. Where this comes in handy is all the planes that I'm on when I'm flying places and traveling. And I know you can set Google Docs to offline, but I've had a few times where that didn't work out. It just didn't take. And then I can't access the information I need. So putting it into notes, notes I can access anytime, anywhere across all my devices. I have what I put on my phone, syncs to my computer and vice versa. So I'm able to Just quickly, notes is just sort of my go-to. If I need to jot something down really fast, it goes into my notes. The unfortunate thing for me a lot of times is it just languishes there for days, months, you know, years before I get to it again. But now by harnessing the power of shared notes, I'm able to have certain team members that I have a shared note with. And instead of thinking of something on a plane and being like, I need to remember to tell so-and-so that later, I'm able to just pull up my shared note with that person, drop something in, close it, forget about it, but know that once I am off the plane and reconnected to Wi-Fi, it's going to update and they're going to see that and they're going to be able to move forward and do something with that. So shared notes is also one. I wish in a lot of ways that it had more capability. I think Apple could do a lot more with it. It's frustrating that they don't. Certain things like version control and being able to go back in the history and see who made what edits. We have had some issues where we've discovered that once something is gone, it's kind of gone. So that's risky. You know, we try not to keep too much in the note. We try to use the note for sharing of stuff. And then we take the things out of that note pretty quickly and put them in a place where they are backed up and are stored. But for me, it came down to being frozen sometimes if I need to turn this idea off to someone and either I'm offline or I don't know where the best place is to do it. And if I open Slack to drop them this message, then I might get distracted by the 72 messages in Slack. So just coming up with things that work for you, your teammates, the people around you is so helpful. And again, something I do all the time is I change tools. I may start with something and then over time it becomes less and less useful. So for me right now, I'm working with shared notes that could always change In the future, so I hope this has been insightful, (laughs) letting you know a little bit into how myself and other people like me work with people all around the world. I would love to do another episode like this again in the future, where I talk even more in depth about some of the tools that go into you know me traveling, hotspots, and things like that let me know. If you enjoyed hearing about this, definitely let me know. You can reach me via email at hello at travel.com. You can say hey on Instagram, just send me a DM at liveworktravel IG. And if you are not already on my newsletter, please do sign up. Um, so the podcast comes out every Monday. But every Thursday I send an email out where I go through different freelance business ideas and how you can get started using them. So let's say you've got this episode, you've got a bunch of tools, you've got a better idea of how you would work online. Maybe you're just waiting for that perfect idea that resonates with you on something that you could do as a freelancer. We'll Hop on over jump on my list and every Thursday I'll be sending you out those ideas. I will link in the show notes, but also for you, it is liveworktravel.com forward slash newsletter. Sign up and look for that on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back again next Monday. See you then.